One thing I wanted to dwell on really quick regarding, we were talking about in your classroom with phones and, and watches. Have you had any sort of interactions with students using, who use a chat GPT? Um, I haven't really because that is fairly new and the school where I teach, we, we kind of de-emphasize written assignments in part for those reasons. Um, so I'm not, I don't really have much opportunity to, to see GPT. I, I, I have used it myself uh, in a, just to, you know, develop ideas and things like that. I've never published obviously anything either on my channel or anywhere else that is AI generated. I generally distrust AI, but, um, but I am aware that, uh, that that is an issue among, among teachers these days and they're having a really hard time dealing with it. I, I was, I, yeah, I was actually going to ask too, if in your experience using it, have you come across instances, especially with history where you've noticed it getting stuff wrong? Cause I, in my career and I'm a software developer and I've asked it some questions actually that it's got wrong and it kind of surprised me like, Oh wow, that's not right. I, have you ever experienced that? Oh, sure. I mean, it happens all the time. It just, it strings words together on the spur of the moment, basically. And the problem with with AI is it doesn't think very deeply about anything that it's talking about. Um, it just comes up with the best, what it thinks are the best words to say at that particular instant. And each instant in time that it's operating is disconnected from everything else that it's that has come before that. So you can't really have a deep, you can simulate a deep conversation with it, but you can't really have one because it's not thinking on an analytical level, in a, really, in any way. Mm -hmm. The previous guest I had on, we were also talking about uh, ChatGPT, and they do a podcast about uh, science and technology. And they actually informed me of another sort of uh, AI tool called Pi, which is kind of like ChatGPT, but it's more of a conversation with an AI and to like, I think you had mentioned this just a little bit ago, like developing ideas and it's kind of meant for that, like having a conversation with an AI to flush things out. And the, the cool thing about it is it actually can hook up because it's a mobile app. You can actually speak to it uh, mm -hmm. versus chat GBT right now. You just type and, I, I thought that was really cool. I started using it, not the voice part, but just typing to it. And it is different than ChatGPT. Like it really does seem like you're having a conversation with it, which is kind of cool. But yeah, I can't imagine going to school right now, having these AI tools at your disposal. Uh, back when I was in school, it was still, you know, we were using SparkNotes and CliffNotes. Now I feel like <laughs> it's just a whole nother level now. And it must yeah. be challenging. Yeah, it is. And when I started my PhD uh, program and started teaching college students, uh, in this was in the early 20 teens, you know, about 2010 or whatever. And uh, there were still students at that point who thought that Wikipedia was a secret weapon. And so we, we would have to, like when we had a, an exam or a paper or something, we would have to at least sort of browse the main Wikipedia pages of uh, the subjects that we were looking at just to, to see if we could spot 
and, and there's, you know, we would have assignments uploaded through Blackboard or whatever software that would often check that. But that at that time, that was like kind of, that was still working its way through the system. Um, so it's, this is, this is sort of the same, you know, same crap, different day. It's, it's just another, you know, computer, computer tool.